Hello, and welcome to another episode of That Which Does Not Kill Us. I'm your host, Sarah Arnold, and today I want to talk about some interesting aspects of relationships in general. And where this is coming into play is, uh, so I just got back from a trip to help a very near and dear friend of mine uh, get married, basically. So I was a bridesmaid in our wedding, and it's been a while since we've been around each other, you know, since I moved. And I ended up going on this trip and doing a lot of work and helping her get everything set up, you know, the I's dotted and the T's crossed and things to that effect, you know, setting up all the decorations that she'd made and all this good shit. And we had a lot of fun. And on this trip, this was only the second time that I had actually been around her soon to be husband. Now. We've talked in detail many times, so you know, about him and their relationship and other odds and ends of things. Because we, we have a very unfiltered dynamic, she and I do. And I value that a lot, actually. But, um, one of my biggest takeaways from this trip is actually things that I really miss of from my marriage and so I actually am going to take a moment and talk about some positive aspects from married life and things that I realized that are probably very important to me when it comes to seeking out a partner because it's something that I've not really found I would say and that would be um, there's a certain dynamic that they have there's a lot of banter like a lot of banter a lot of back and forth in varying degrees and it's very entertaining to look at from the outside and to observe it you can tell that this is this is its own love language for these two people you know like this kind of back and forth on whatever that thing happens to be and what i will say is that during better times that was something that was a con like that was a thing you know in my marriage that was probably one of the things that kept me there for as long as I stayed is that um, positive aspects was that dynamic of that kind of a back and forth you know comedic banter um, to give a more specific example you know when things were good I was threatening to kill my spouse like oh I don't know maybe three times a day so to give an example that kind of you know back and forth of um, joking with each other about things and 
being able to understand that language. You know what I mean? I, having that with another person and being able to understand it and reciprocate it. In that... It's healthy. You know what I mean? Like, there's, there's something about that that, to me, is a sign... It's a form of healthy communication. Obviously, there need to be other forms along with it. But, you know, that's a very large piece that I, it's something that's of value. You know, because it's, it's yet another layer of communication. And then in seeing that and, you know, obviously having all these thoughts on said topic because... It's, um, they're cranked up to, like, fucking 11. You know what I mean? For anybody that has seen Spinal Tap, like, these two, like, they're cranked up to 11. Like, it's almost like they're always on. And it's really fun. It's very engaging. And I think that this is something I'm definitely going to be like, now that I've had my reminder, this is another thing on my list of, you know, what I will be looking for in another person as somebody where we can actually have that kind of a, uh, comedic back and forth, you know, in some way, shape or form, you know, as a layer on top of, you know, all the other things <laughs> that I want because, um, yeah, like, I don't know. Sorry, I'm having a difficult time describing it. But it's just, it's something that I enjoy. You know, like that, that um, culmination of witty comebacks and things to that effect. And being able to do that, you know, with another human being. I don't know. Like I said, it's a love language in and of itself. There's, there's a lot of different ones and you know what I mean? There's... That's definitely something to seek out is somebody that can do that, you know, on top of, you know, what I mean? Some, somebody that understands that, uh, my sense of humor is really dark, like really, really dark. And I, I am, have a difficult time sometimes finding somebody that really appreciates like my sense of humor. So yeah it's it's not for the faint of heart for sure but no for me that's that's important um somebody that has goals like i i think goals and um being on a trajectory of self-improvement is something that the more i think about like i, I think it's something that i need like I don't even think it's something just that I value but I think it's something that I legitimately need because um, what I'm learning is that if I'm not engaging with another human being that is on a trajectory for some kind of growth like in some way shape or form then the only thing that that's going to do is that's going to kind of pull me back you know, it, and keep me in a really weird, stuck state. Like, and I, I think the thing where I benefit from this is that 
it's really easy to pick up on. You know what I mean? I, I think that's one of those um, qualities where it doesn't take that much time to see if somebody is or is not capable of following through on their words with actions that support it. And so, like, somebody can say all day that, you know, this, that, and the other thing, that they are, you know, being better and whatever, but at the end of the day, like, obviously, from um, interacting with somebody, you can tell, you know, like, what is, what is the truth, you know what I mean? Like, what is real and what is, you know, superficial? And it's really difficult to maintain positivity or even just like homeostasis fuck like it's really difficult to maintain homeostasis if you're surrounded by you know people that are like full of negative judgment and this is where I'm going to be like a low-key asshole here, okay? I'm just going to call it like I see it. <laughs> and like, I think there is a definitive difference in communicating judgment literally and comedically, okay? And I say that because I like it, I can be kind of judgy. But at the same time, like the flip side of that, I can also um, have the propensity for being very empathetic towards other people, even if I think that they are making questionable choices or, you know, whatever. But, you know, when it comes to things that are personal, I will or will not drop the joke based on my audience, my mindset, whatever. And then... So that's kind of like in a comedic aspect, right? That's comedic judging. It's kind of, I don't know. It gives somebody a certain something to them. I don't know. It's a quality. It's a winning quality. But if it's just, what's the word I'm looking for? If it's just a constant barrage of, you know, this this and that, you know, like, if it's a constant barrage of, well, they shoulda, they shoulda, they shoulda, they shoulda, I shoulda, they shoulda, like, the only thing that that kind of a mentality is really doing, in my opinion, is keeping somebody stuck, you know, because at the end of the day, like, you, you can't undo things you've already done. It's a fucked up and shitty reality sometimes, but the only way forward is forward. I know that sounds terrible, but like literally the only way forward is forward. But then at the same time, you have to be willing to really learn from your mistakes and not repeat them and able to make a legitimate forward trajectory occur, you know? And I, I think something that a lot of people appear to have a difficult time with is just, and this is really fucked up to me, like, if you fucked up, like, own it, learn from it and be better. 
seriously. Like, when it comes to making mistakes, that is the option. If you want to grow in any capacity, you know, like, that is your choice. Is You can learn, own it, learn from it, and be better. Or you can, you know, deflect or stay stuck in it and, like, ruminate and repeat all of that shit in your head over and over again. Like, fucking why? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't understand. Like, what what is the point of the torture? And what I'm realizing is that when it comes to these types of things, I think mindset really plays a very large role because I've like, I'm guilty of it. Like, I 100% own that. Like, I've been guilty of that. Like, being in those places where, you know, there's, like, obsessive thought patterns and things to that effect. But I've also found tools and things that can, have helped me to not spiral out of control and follow that path. And a lot of that had to do with really understanding, like, and I mean really, really, really understanding, like, why am I being this combative? You know, the the answers to the fucking age-old questions, like, why am I being like this? You know, like, what is the point when it comes to, like, things that aren't helping? And for whatever reason, and I'm sure this isn't the same for fucking everybody, but for whatever reason, knowing why I was like that is what helped me to not be like that. You know? And I it may or may not work for everybody. I don't fucking know. But once I understood, like, there's no point in this. Why? So I stopped. Like, all you're doing is just making yourself feel worse. You know? Being that fucking... That argumentative or, like, combative or whatever. Like, there's nothing to gain from it. 95% of the time. Like, the only thing you're doing is making life difficult for yourself. And it's a hard lesson. Like, it's a really fucking hard lesson. Like, I, I promise you, it didn't come easy uh, at all in any capacity. But, yeah. At the same time, like, one of the other things that I'm being, I'm being reminded of is that you have to think that you have value to act like you have value. You know what I mean? So, what the fuck? So, I don't know if you can hear the background music. Um, somebody just pulled up and is blaring some... I'm coming out pretty loud. <laughs> the timing of it was fucking hilarious. Like, <laughs> it could not be better. It could not be better. So, thank you for proving that point. Um, but, one, ha one has to want to be better to actually get better. If you don't want it for yourself, then it's not going to happen. And, at the same time, too, like, you can't be all fucking Ned Flanders' parents about it and... So this is a Simpsons reference. Sorry, guys. So there's this episode where Ned Flanders' parents are all, like, Ned is out of control. Like, he's an out-of-control child. And they take him to a fucking therapist and they say, and I quote, 
we tried all or nothing dark and we're all out of ideas and so that type of individual that wants something to be better but doesn't want to think and can't take action to me like in my mind I'm like oh Ned Flanders parents you know like it sucks because I'm sure those motherfuckers are probably stuck in some kind of like a freeze response like that's their fucking trauma go-to is a freeze response um I guess I'm thankful that that's not mine so yeah although like mine has tendency to be fight <laughs> fight <laughs> flight or fun freeze is usually last on the list like it's it's low on there for whatever reason that's just not my mo so <clears throat> yeah but it seems like that kind of a thing can keep people stuck and i think i'm at a point where i'm at now where i need to learn a mix of two things like first i need to learn to be happy where i'm at which I'm working on like minor things very minor things it's not like one of those like oh my life is in peril but I mean like circumstance change you know um the circumstance I was in before I had a house by myself you know what I mean I was literally supporting myself I was a 100% self-sustaining entity right outside of fucking socializing which mm. but then um <clears throat> Now I'm living in a spare bedroom in my brother's house. And uh, it's interesting because I feel like this is probably one of the healthiest living environments I've ever experienced with other people. It's not bad either, but it's definitely different. Um, there seems to be a very healthy communication dynamic the biggest complaint I have is that our schedules don't really line up very well so we don't see each other that frequently but like overall I enjoy the dynamic of that it's just it's an adjustment to go from having your own space like really 100% literally your own space to cohabitating with other people in their residence you know and so there there are definitely things that I do different and I mean obviously my schedule is different now than what it was where I was at before and there's just there's a lot of different changes that I'm kind of coping with and learning you know how to work within the parameters of and the thing that I keep having to remind myself of is that this is a process because sometimes I can be impatient and expect you know everything now and I, I think that's the biggest takeaway take here is I need to be patient with myself instead of like expecting that I'm gonna have everything figured out for this like right now or yesterday or you know what I mean whatever and so <clears throat> I'm trying to figure out how to manage my time in a different atmosphere um, 
in a different schedule, different environment. And then I've also dabbled with trying to manage my time while being involved with another person under, you know, all of these new parameters. And that in and of itself, I think, was another challenge for me. The And I could probably go on about the reasons why. But, I mean, like, part of it had to do with my schedule and his schedule. And then part of it, I think, had to do with, like, well, the living circumstance. Um, it seemed to me, like, I felt as though I was having a hard time managing my responsibilities while essentially living out of a fucking bag half the time. And so, like, this falls back into taking care of myself really because that's one of the observations that I've made that um, of some behavior that I need to figure out how to correct that's and that's how do I go about engaging with another human being on a dating platform in any capacity because that's you know what I mean like it's different than married life, you know, and it's something that I am clearly not familiar with in any context anymore. <laughs> so I struggle because this isn't what I'm used to. And this is something that I need to learn to navigate, you know, if I want to be involved with somebody at any point. Like, I have to learn to navigate this. And obviously, I understand that there is a trial and error process to this since it is you know not what I'm used to I'm used to living with somebody and you know all of your day-to-day -day interactions and the nuance that comes along with seeing somebody all the time and so when there's distance I can't understand nuance you know and then at the same time too um, some people when it comes to communication they communicate differently in written form and so you know inflection and tone are missing there and that's something that's very easy to misinterpret and yeah there's just a lot of things that I need to learn and get like I'm in the process of doing so and then becoming more adaptable <clears throat> but I think at the end of the day, the first thing I need to do is take care of me. And how do I do that? You know what I mean? This is the question I've been asking myself. Like, how do I do that? How do I take care of myself first? You know, how do I make me my first priority while also being involved with another human being? So, yeah, this is kind of like the thing that I've been pondering. And I think at the end of the day, like, I will figure this out at some point or another but realistically I just need to focus on making me my first priority period so then you know what I mean by the if, by the time somebody does come along it's just second nature you know because and this is something I say but it's kind of one of those like I need to learn how to practice what I preach with when it comes to certain um, confines and constructs and that would be like you can't pour from an empty cup 
you know? Like, nobody can. Nobody can pour from an empty cup. If you're fucking... If you don't have anything, you have nothing to give. You know? And so, obviously, the answer to that is take care of yourself. You know? If you're happy, healthy, and fulfilled, then you have more to bring to the table than if you're not. And yes, everybody goes through their ups and downs. Like they do. But I think at the same time, how we choose to respond to those things is really what makes us, you know, who we are as people or who we're not. And I think that what I need is somebody that also has the propensity for resilience. You know, like, yes, feel your feelings. You know, accept whatever for what it is. Feel your feelings and then find a way to learn from it, be better, and move forward. And these are, you know what I mean? These are qualities that I need in another human being because I can't go back. Like, you know what I mean? I just can't. Like, I, there's a lot of hard lessons that I've taken, you know, over the last couple of years based on my experiences over the last 20, well, plus years. And so it's really important to me that another person is on that same trajectory. I can't accept anything less than that. So that that's what I've learned recently through conversation and, you know, life. So thank you for tuning in. And everybody, I hope you have a great day and be well.